Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. I'm Jonathan London, and if this is your first Geekscape, where have you been? We've been around for 13 years just kind of doing this. We talk to storytellers. Uh, they can be actors or directors. Sometimes they're filmmakers. Sometimes they're in the comic book world. That's what you're in for. If you're, if you're a new Geekscapist or if you're not a new Geekscapist, hey, I'm really glad you're back. Your family. Uh, thanks for being a loyal Geekscapist. And today, I've got another great episode for you guys. I've got my friend Douglas Tate here. Doug is similar to another Doug that we've had on the show, and I'm sure he's heard the comparisons to our friend Doug Jones. Doug is kind of the guy who you've seen a million times, but he may not quite be a household name yet, but he's going to be because he's, wor- <laughs> he's, he's literally worked with some of the best filmmakers around. In this coming weekend, you can see him in Hellboy. This is Neil Marshall, another previous Geekscape guest. Uh, that's his entry in the Hellboy movie uh, a franchise, which is, I'm really looking forward to it. This is David Harbour's Hellboy, so it's, it's not Ron Perlman's, but looking at the trailer, looking at everything, and being a big BPRD and Hellboy fan, I don't want to get in a fight with you Guillermo purists, but this one's feeling a little bit more Hellboy than that we've gotten before. I mean, that BPRD building looks like the freaking comic book. Yep. I'm really excited for this one. Um, Doug, welcome to Geekscape. How are you, man? I'm good, man. Thanks for having <laughs> me. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is what we do. So um, you're in this movie, but I, I don't know where to begin, really, Doug, because you're in so many freaking movies that we can talk about here on Geekscape because it's like every genre movie you've been in. Yes. But a lot of times you don't. You sometimes like like this next one, like this next one, Hellboy that you're in. Yeah. Like you've got a uh, like. How would you describe your role? Because you you play like I don't even know how to pronounce your character's yeah, name. Yeah, but it's, I'm it's guessing Grugach. he's a Grugach. Grugach. I'm guessing he's a bad guy. He he is a bad guy, um, but he's he's also a guy who has been wronged by Hellboy. So 
you know okay. he wants his revenge on Hellboy so obviously as a, as the as the person playing the character I don't see him as a bad guy but in the movie yeah I, I would say he's a villain <laughs> <laughs> well you've also played Jason Voorhees is he a bad guy he is a bad guy yes, <laughs> no, but, yes, yes. but that counselor let him drown <laughs> I know I know I mean, I mean come on. you gotta feel bad for the guy until he starts killing innocent people and then you're like well yeah. Maybe not. You should have just stopped after that counselor, which your mom killed, technically. Yeah, true. That's true. <laughs> Spoilers for Friday That's 13. true. Um, so, um, Grugaj, like, this whole Neil Marshall thing, like, like, how did you end up in the role? Because you have a long line of playing uh, creatures and monsters like this. And Geekscape is, if I just start telling you, like, he was in, I mean, you've worked with Spielberg. You've worked with Favreau. You've worked with, like, so J.J. Abrams, Kenneth Branagh, like so many great yeah. directors. And I want to just pick your brain as a director myself of like, what did you learn from those people? But let's just start with Hellboy um, and, uh, and and talk about that because, I mean, I can't wait to see this movie this weekend. Yeah. Um, I um, Hellboy was a, it was a fantastic experience. I mean, it was, a, it was a really difficult character to play because it's not makeup, it's animatronics. So it was a practical head that weighed about 50 pounds, full of servos and things, the eyes move, cheeks, mouth, everything. And then I'm in a thick, full suit. I can't see well, I can't breathe well. So I had to give that physical performance and sell the character while um, basically dying inside. You know? <laughs> well, the, the, the head on the creature, and I don't know what Grillage looks like, yeah. I really don't, but like, I mean, when you start looking at those BPRD and Hellboy comics, yeah. a lot of those monsters are like these Lovecraftian creatures Absolutely. that have like long limbs and they're, they're the size of buildings. Exactly. And they've got, their heads are elongated with 20 million eyes. So is your head even where your actual head is? No. You have a head for the creature on top of your head. Exactly. That has the sensors on it and everything. And that's where they're, that's where they're localizing the, the, the graft for the, yes. for the character. How, so how are you... I mean, your whole body, like, we know that Doug came out of, like, being a mime. Yeah. And clowning and that kind of stuff. Exactly. Like, what was your road here? Well, I, I mean, I, I was an, always an athlete, and I played college basketball. Where did um, you play? I played at College of the Canyons. It's fine. Hey. Yeah. Listen, don't, no, hey. Hey. You know it's many, just a junior you know, college. I know, but, you, but know. you know how many listeners here played competitive Division One basketball? <laughs> no. Three. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, don't knock exactly. college of the know, canyons. You know, you know. I'm guessing by your height, you were. I mean, you look. You don't look like a center. You look like you were a little bit of like a. a you were like a yeah, three. Yeah, small forward. You're yeah, a three. three. Yeah, exactly. I nailed it. You called it. You called it. <laughs> yeah, but um, but you know, so my background is as an athlete, and and I started at Universal Studios playing Frankenstein and characters in high school. Oh, really? So I was pursuing acting at that time and doing that and as I was got out of high school pursuing acting I still maintained that job doing shows and that's where it started oh Doug is tall um, he can handle the makeup the heat let's get him for this and it was it started off just small stuff you know mm -hmm. and then when I got Jason and and Zathura with John Favreau I started to go man I'm starting to get some calls for these things and here I am a struggling actor trying to make it but yet there's this little thing, this niche thing happening. And I started to, a light bulb went off and I said, hey, I could actually, like, I'm good at this and people want me for it. So I started to invest more time into training and trying to get those roles 
because they were something available to me. And it's not stunt work. Like, no, like, it's like, not, and like, that's the thing. You weren't taking like karate and no, falling it wasn't and things that. like that. It's so different because a lot of times the, the stunt coordinator will hire, like they'll say, oh, you hire the creature. And guys that are stuntmen can't, a lot of them can't handle it, and it's a different it, what, thing. Yeah, what can't they handle? The, well, meaning being, like being, being in, in a in suit, makeup, yeah. or being in makeup, or or even if they could handle it, they're thinking about the stunt, the fall. They're not thinking about character because because yeah. I'm an actor thinking about the character and being physical and understanding. Oh well, I got to move this way, and this has to read because it's it's a it's a performance. It's not a stunt, you know. Mm-hmm. And if I have to fight or whatever, then that may be considered stunty. But it's all about the role and the character and who he is and what he's trying to accomplish in the film, what's his motivation. It's that's the way I'm thinking and preparing for it. So so yeah, so so it's it's just a different thing and it's such a niche thing that a lot of people don't understand it. That's why it's great like people like Guillermo, Neil Marshall, they get that stuff and they want to hire the right person for the role because it's important to them. They see it as a skill, mm-hmm. which I love, you know, working with people like that. To be honest with you, and this is something not out there, I just got back from shooting Annabelle 3, playing a character. So I oh, wow. just got to be directed by James Wan and Gary Doberman and these guys doing amazing stuff. Um, it's it's an epic character and it's amazing. And it's just, it's just being a part of these worlds and they're a team who understands putting the right person in that role because they see it as important. You know. Yeah, I think that when you, and maybe this is something because like Jason has had so many iterations. Obviously, we've seen what happens when you put somebody else in the Freddy makeup. Yeah. Right. Uh, yes. And I did just watch the Watchmen, so I think Jack Earl Haley like did his own Freddy, and that was great. But yeah, I mean that Freddy is Freddy, and Robert and that's Robert Englund's role. Kruger. I mean, you can't. It's tough to step into that. Yeah. Yeah, but when you have somebody like when you have something like Jason Voorhees, where it's like, okay, we just need a big guy in a mask. I don't. I think that a lot of people have made that assumption, and in that's why fans have pretty much said like, no, it's it's Kane Hodder or it's maybe David Mears. Like, yeah, those yeah. are our Jasons because, yeah. I mean. It's hard because the it's easy to be like, oh, the dude's just standing there, or he's just walking, and he's being intimidating, and the, the camera yes. angles, and this and that, and the atmosphere yeah. will give you the character. But when you're working through those restrictive Absolutely. layers, how how do you project through those layers to the camera? Like, what are you telling yourself with this performance? Because you're buried, unlike those stunt yeah. people, unlike most actors. Yeah. When you're working with prosthetics, or even now, even further, when yeah. you're working with prosthetics animatronics. and animatronics, yeah. like how are you doing that work? Yeah, that's that's it's a great question, and and it's something that I've gotten better at and learned by doing it over the years. Um, and everything's different, mm-hmm. so I'll approach it. Um, you know, I'll approach each one first by the design, speaking to the director, speaking, and then reading the character, figuring out like first. Of, Let's just let's just say, for instance, Grugach, the mm-hmm. way he he looked in the comic, because there's no other reference other than the comic. There's sure. no video out there about him or anything. So I have to go based off the comic. Okay, he's hunched over, his knees are bent, and he's kind of like he's a little weak, even though he seems big. He's kind of like inside a little. He's he's not so sure of himself. He's kind of like beaten, you know, with life. It's super creepy. He's got those super long. Yeah, yeah, and he's got he's got this huge head, like you said, the oversized mm-hmm. look. Um, 
So I kind of base it off that, and then also Joel Harlow, who's the uh, special effects makeup artist on the film, just amazing. Johnny Depp's personal makeup artist, wow. Black Panther. I mean, he's he's you know just did Godzilla and stuff. I mean, he's so good, and he had a great idea of how the characters should move. And then getting in it, there's there's see there's stuff in your head you may think. Yeah, you could do, but once you get in it, you have limitations. So you have to work with those limitations. Did you also. have extensions in your arms? Were you on stilts? What did you have? I, I wasn't on stilts. I didn't have an extension in my arms. Thank God. Yeah. But this head was the issue. How heavy is that freaking? It was over fifty pounds. Wait. And but like, what kind of support do you have? For you, your, yeah. What basically, are you wearing? what they do is it was it was rested on my head. And, and there was a guy who was working, working with Jim Henson for the last 30 years. He came in and, and have this special thing. They designed at Henson's where it's these bungees. Mm -hmm. And the bungees are connected to a harness in my back. And that's what t takes the weight off the neck. Sure. But it's still weighty. But if you take those things off, forget it. Your neck will be destroyed. It's not just destroyed. Like, like weighty if you end up... I mean, it's hard to balance. It's hard to balance. It's thing. hard to balance because you're in weird positions. I couldn't see, so I'm fighting David, and I'm looking at the ground as I'm doing it. I'm bumping into Mila throughout the film, <laughs> stepping on her dress. I mean, there's oh, no. so many limitations I had. <laughs> right. Also, like when I'm looking at you, the face is looking in the in the sky. Sure. sure. So I literally had to be like <laughs> this. Now you're just tilting into the yeah. microphone. Yeah. Yeah. You're like blowing out. Every time you do that, the microphone. Geekscape is. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's mimicking. It's yeah. not a, this isn't a visual medium, Geeks I know, sorry. But just know when he gets loud, it's because he's <laughs> has his head down and, and the freaking head is everywhere. Do they have, are they mapping your face for his expressions or? or no, there was all, it was all animatronics in the mouth, everything. The only thing they did do is map around the mouth to sync dialogue. So how much of that character is going to end up being computer generated i mean they're gonna do visual enhancement digital sure. enhancements sure and then i did motion capture for a little a couple things but most of it is practical that you're gonna that's see. gonna be freaking awesome so you're gonna see this thing and i'll show you pictures where just looking at it in person you're like that thing just came from the woods i mean that thing is <laughs> like that's how good it is it's the best artist in hollywood working on this stuff so, and a lot of guys that were on the last two were sculptors on this, mm -hmm. like Norman Cabrera, um, who's been on both of them, and he's a long line of, of credits. But, but these guys are, are top-notch, you know, 30-plus years in the effects world. You and know, I think, you know, the Toro's, like, like, visual sensibilities are so strong, and the way he defined that world in his two films is so strong that, you know, obviously he and Neil know, like, are friends. And I, yeah. I mean, spoiler, I heard that before we knew Guillermo wasn't doing a third, um, I just knew that like friends of mine who are who are writers yeah. were helping Neil develop stories for a Hellboy film. Oh wow! This goes back four or five oh, years, I and I was like, "Oh, okay, I'd love Neil Marshall to do a Hellboy Absolutely. movie if Guillermo's not going to do it." Yeah. Because I've been a fan of his since Dog Soldiers. Me too. <laughs> Dog yeah, Soldiers amazing, is awesome, right? and I think I had him on the show for that movie that he did with about the pics. In, okay. in England and it, it had um, I don't know what was the name of the dude from, from The Wire Dominic uh, West oh yeah yeah I know you're talking is about is it Dominic West or is that the kid I from but I know <laughs> is that the kid from from uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen <laughs> 
But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought that movie was really great. I was probably the first time I, I, I saw his movie. I was like, oh, this guy can do some huge epic things. Yeah. And then he ends up doing several. Like he does one or two G- Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. That's a where season. got him this job. Too. Like his yeah. Game of Thrones work, he, he does some of the best episodes. Well, and every episode's really damn good, but no, he does some of the best of the damn good no, episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm really excited about this, and, and, I, and again, I know that fans are in love with Guillermo, and obviously, like, little Dougie, we all love Dougie yeah. here at, at Geekscape, yeah. and his his Ape Sapien is Ape Sapien. Yeah, But absolutely. I thought they did the smart thing of saying, okay, we're going to keep Hellboy, those other characters still exist in this world, mm-hmm. but we're going to put Ca- Captain Damio in here, who's a really cool character. Um, he's like a weird cheetah puma yeah, thing. Yeah. We, you know, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna kind of expand the BPRD. Yeah. yeah. And if this movie does well, Geekscape is because you all go see it because you're all gonna go see it because yeah. it's freaking Hellboy. Yes. You've already seen Shazam. Now go see Hellboy. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll get back to those characters in Neil Marshall's form, and 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 it, it does kind of feel like, other than recasting Hellboy, the, yeah. an extension of those movies. Like exactly. the visual style is still there. When I see stuff, though, like uh, a giant monster going down the Thames, destroying London, though, I'm like, this is the Hellboy I wanted to see. This is the one straight out of the comics where where the scale is off the charts. Yeah. Well, you've touched on this a couple times, and I'm going to tell you, um, Mike Minola, who's a great guy and a buddy. Awesome. Uh, I hate to say this. Yeah. Former Geekscape guest. Great. That's (laughs) great. so annoying. Well, he should be on here because it's the right forum for him. Yeah. he had mentioned this to me, and I've heard him say it. He loved Guillermo, what he did, but he said, that wasn't my Hellboy. He hmm. said, this is my Hellboy. This is the Hellboy that I created, that I've written. This is Hellboy that you're going to see straight from the pages, almost shot for shot in a lot of scenes, like the comic book, yeah. like you're peeling pages of the comic book. Yeah. And, and I think the fans, if you're a Hellboy fan of the comics, you're going to love it for that reason. It's darker, which that's the way it was written, mm-hmm. you know. And, and little little boy Hellboy maybe is into the pancakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah. there's a pancakes reference. Maybe. Maybe you'll see some pancakes. Yeah. I, I remember getting that Eva Destruction, like, trade for one of my birthdays. I was still in high school. And it, it had just come out. I mean, this is a franchise that's 25 years old. And... Um, and I, f- I think when they first collected that first run, it, yeah. I, it, somebody gave it to me, and it was so awesome. I bought every Hellboy issue wow. since, and wow. I and I that's amazing. And so when I saw that trailer and I saw what Neil was doing, yeah, it rung true with, um, and I mean obviously with, I mean Pan's Labyrinth, all that stuff. Like you just oh, can't. Gamble's a master. Oh, he is. But I think with this movie, it's going to prove. And, and, and we've been waiting to prove this for a long time, yeah. that, that Neil Marshall's also a master. He is, he is, you know what, and that's why when I, whenever I've read anything that you know, people say, oh, you can't do it without Ron Perlman and this and that, I just want to say give David Harbour a shot, yeah. give this Hellboy a shot, because I think people are going to be very pleasantly surprised on what they see, because he does a great job as Hellboy. And I know it's, it's very hard to step into someone's shoes that did it so well, like Ron Perlman did. That was awesome. It really was awesome. But David Harborough does a great job. So, you know, give him a chance. Well, you've stepped into those shoes before. Like, you stepped into the the Jason boots. Like, what, what yeah. happens when, like, 
Um, who, who that was? Uh, who directed that one? That was, uh, that was Ronnie, Ronnie Yu. Yu. And I, I didn't <laughs> play did Jason the w- in the whole movie. Right. I only played him in the end. Ken Kersinger did uh-huh. the movie. And but, how did you feel I mean, about that? Because that's a responsibility. Well, you know, I just I auditioned for the movie and I was up for it. And then they went to Canada, and I know the story from meeting Ken and stuff. Ken went in for the um, to meet for the stunt coordinator, and he took one look, Ronnie. You took one look yeah. at him and said. How, what do you think about playing Jason? Then I hear I didn't get it. Well, they came back for reshoots, and I did the reshoots in L.A. Uh-huh. And all I was thinking was, was this is unbelievable. Here I am in this mask. <laughs> it's not too far from Frankenstein. True, right. not too far from Frankenstein. But because only a couple years later, of, yeah, yeah. I was a fan of, and I was you know really young at the time. I was a fan of Robert England growing up. So that to me was the most exciting thing working with Freddy Krueger in a scene it was just surreal you know hold up because I know you just did the reshoots but you like you weren't just doing like off shots and like in like you weren't just doing like you were in scenes with Robert well I ended the movie as Jason right coming out of the water because they did those two endings yes like I don't know if the that's not a rumor, is it? Geekscape is that they shipped two endings to theaters for that film. No, like, that's not what happened. That's what how it happened. happened was, yeah. No, what? No, what happened was is they already had an ending where um, Jason Ritter grows claws at the end, hmm. and then people thought that he was Freddy Krueger, and they they didn't like the ending, and they're like, "We got to reshoot this." So the reshoot was the ending you see in the movie that's the only ending okay. you see but that's in deleted scenes because remember that 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 rumor that they were going to ship an ending where like jason wins and they're going to ship an ending where, where that's right where, Jay, where like freddie wins yeah. and you don't know which and and this is where they left it yeah. like hey and what i found over the years through conventions and stuff is whoever if you're a freddie fan freddie won if you're a jason fan jason won and the argument still continues and if you're a big fan geekscape is you know that the guy who who started the ball rolling on that over at new line jeff katz then went on to write for dynamite some comics because he had a he had a script like a treatment uh-huh. for jason versus freddie versus ash oh i saw from this. the evil dead yeah and he had this script and yeah. new line was like come on They're like come on, <laughs> like, come on. And he, they ended up adapting that as a comic book series. Oh, okay. So there is a comic book series sequel to oh, Jason wow. versus Freddy that is <laughs> yeah. Jason versus Freddy versus Ash from The Evil Dead. And I remember reading those and being like, "Oh man, this would have been cool on the big screen." Yeah. But it would have like it probably would have given me cavities because it's like all that. <laughs> sh- you know what I mean? It's like so much sugar. Much. It's like everything that you want just yeah. in there. Um, yeah. And so being like, I want to get back to that idea of that you just working with people like JJ and working with people like Favreau and yeah. um, what do you pick up from these guys? Because Kenneth Branagh like goes back so far yeah. in his knowledge and he's just picking things out of the air what i think like these guys are, are geniuses they're masters you know they they not only are cool like speaking of jj he's like one of the coolest like just guys ever and to be at the level he's at and have the um you know approachability that he has he's just so cool in that scene his dad was to the left of me too mm-hmm. and his dad is a super nice guy and and this is on the original Star Trek. This is on, uh, this is on the reboot in 2000. The, the reboot, yeah. yeah. Um, S- still, it's still canon, guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's, still, it's, still, it's a different universe, still canon. Yeah, but um, I, I just feel like they, they're just really in tune with what they want. And, and they have a strong vision, all of them. And, and they're good, good guys. And none of them were jerks or anything, you know. 
Um, that was Spielberg on Crystal Skull. <laughs> don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Yeah. Don't, don't you lie to me. Um, that guy, I don't think he's going to last. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I did see that you, I mean, worked on, on Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. And I, I was like, dude, even the Indiana Jones people, movie people don't like. You, like, you can't slide it because... Like Spielberg and Lucas are there, and you're freaking on it. And as a ten year old kid, like, come on, you tell that ten year old kid that you're going to be on a freaking Indiana Jones movie. What do you tell that kid? Well, on that one, I actually didn't work with Spielberg. It was second unit. Mm-hmm. But when I first heard that I was going to do something on it, I, I was like, I was a huge Indiana Jones fan growing up. Yeah, I mean, what do you tell I that person? Like, I have videos of me as him with a whip. So I was like, literally jumping for joy when i heard about that and then you know i didn't get to actually work with him but but still like i mean were you heartbroken or what like what, i was like- heartbroken because because steven spielberg to this day i tell my wife who's an actress here with me isabel cueva uh google we, we google. Talk, google get that, her. Get that IMDb. beautiful go to that imdb c-u-e-v-a get- yeah get that uh, imdb score up guys yeah, let's, come go. On, let's, let's go let's go let's get, get it that up. star meter up. i want you guys to be up on that star meter isabel cueva <laughs> amazing let's actress go. let's go by the way and right. director writer but anyways, we talk about our best, uh, our favorite directors. And Spielberg, you know, Clint Eastwood, I mean, these are top of the, the, the amount of movies they have that are just gems, that are just classics. I mean, who wouldn't be excited to work with somebody like him? And it's still on my bucket list. I mean, so. we're the same age. And yeah. so I'm guessing E.T. was the movie. E.T. was, I mean, come on. My, my parents you, would just leave me there at the e. theater. E. We would just watch it over and over You see that several again. times. Because, right. Yeah, because it's just, it's brilliant. You know, and, it, and these are movies that hold up to this generation where my kids watch them and they're still brilliant, you know. Yeah. And, um, and, and that's the genius of a Spielberg. Jaws, I mean, come on. And I, th- I think that his later movies, like, I think Bridge of Spies is fantastic. Yeah. I think that what he and Janusz Kaminski did shooting um, a movie almost entirely with, with, with wide-angle lenses to give you that feeling that all the characters were under some kind of microscope being watched. Yeah, yeah. You just feel that the entirety of the movie. And yeah. it, it's such an awesome idea, yet an idea that a younger filmmaker or somebody with less experience would be like, wait, we, we can't shoot the majority of the movie yeah, on, on wide-angle lenses. Yeah. That's insane. They're Everything's going like a fishbowl. school or whatever. You know? Sure. Yeah. We want to do a rack focus. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> we want exactly. to do a rack. We can't do a dolly zoom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then that was the shot, man. I know. Remember the dolly zoom oh was the gosh. shot? Yeah, yeah. And then we're yeah. going to do a rack focus yeah. and a dolly zoom. Let's just check the boxes of film yeah, school. Yeah, of course. Like, you got to have that. Wait, what are the things you got to get? You got to have the rack focus. You got to have the dolly yeah. zoom. You gotta have a kung fu whip pan. <laughs> you gotta. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, that's what separates people like him because they think outside the box and they try new things like James Cameron, and you know they're gonna reinvent the wheel and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's Saving Private Ryan is still one of my favorite movies of all time. I mean, there's the list goes on and on with, with someone like him. Did you see Alita, Battle Angel, the James Cameron one no, that he produced for that Robert Rodriguez? I haven't seen that yet. No. That's one. I. I mean, speaking about something that has a lot of mocap in it, like. Yeah. I honestly think, and I think I've talked about it on the show, Geekscapist, but the lead in Alita, I think, does a, a mocap performance on par with Josh Brolin as Thanos. Like wow. the, 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 her ability to emote through this stuff and for, and for the engineers and things to pick that up and put it in the film. Yeah. Like, it's really a, a pretty damn good performance. Yeah. And the movie is a fun new world that I really enjoyed. Yeah. I don't know if foreign box office can give us a sequel or what, you know, yeah. I, I just don't know. But, yeah. but, 
everybody's asking for new franchises mm -hmm. and being like, oh, everything at the multiplex is just Marvel. Everything at the multiplex yeah. is superhero movies. Okay, well, you just got a giant block, new blockbuster attempt at a new franchise. Yeah. And you Support didn't it. show up. Support it. That's right? the thing. If you don't show up, they won't. You won't be see a sequel. And, and that's what we want here this weekend. Geekscape is like. Yes. I am. I mean, for as long as there's been Hellboy, I'm guessing I've been a fan, and I would yeah. love to see a sequel to this movie. Uh, maybe I'll, I don't know. Maybe over the weekend I'll be like, yeah, maybe I'll like, yeah, but you know, Doug Tate was great. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I think I'll love it. I think I'll love it. This is this is for this is fact. If this movie does well, there's going to be another one. Sure. And they're going to start picking through the comics because there's so many places to go with this. And mm -hmm. who wouldn't want to see more of this world out there? I mean, the last one came out in 2008. Can you believe it's been 11 years since we get another Hellboy? Yeah. No, I think, I mean, Dark Horse Comics was like my thing back yeah. in my first job was in a comic book store. So I think that I would love to have, um, and obviously Dark Horse just put out that Umbrella Academy. Yes, that's like true. Dark Horse yeah. Films was involved Doing in that good. Umbrella Academy yes. that, that kicked ass. I'm guessing Dark yes. Horse and Mark, Mike Richardson are part of this this whole thing uh, because they, they, yeah. I think they have a deal with whoever publishes through them that they kind of, I, I'm, I'm just guessing Geeks gave us, but yeah. they've obviously attached themselves on a lot of the properties they've got to film, like mm -hmm. The Mask, Dark Horse property. You know, you guys all remember Pam Anderson and Barbed Wire, um, Dark Horse property. But I have I didn't a know that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I have a special place in my heart for Madman, which is a, a Mike Alred comic, and it's kind of zippy and zappy and, yeah. and fun and, and light. And, yeah. and, and I always loved those two comics because you'd have like the dark, you know, like yeah. <laughs> almost satanic stuff going on, and yeah, like yeah. Hellboy, yeah. you know, and it's fun. It's poking fun at it, and even oh, though yeah. he's been like brought to this earth through nazis and all this yeah. stuff like he's punching nazis in the face and then you had mad madman and madman was kind of like this 1950s 60s style zip bam boom comic where he's yeah. shooting he's like throwing a yo-yo around and bopping bad guys and aliens in the head and i was like oh man we need like there needs to be both of this yes you know there just needs to be a lot of different kinds of stories yeah. and i think when people look at superhero movies or comic book movies they see avengers yeah, I mean, because that's, you know, that's what's out there, you know, I mean, it, you know, what's crazy is I have kids and I was said, do, do people know about Hellboy? Do people like, do your friends know? And they're like, yeah, they were hearing about it now, but they don't know about Hellboy because they were so young when mm -hmm. the last one came out because this is like, you know, sixth, seventh graders. And I'm going, man, that's crazy. And they the devil. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to show a four-year-old the devil? That's no, true. you're, you're going to show them Rocket Raccoon. But I want them to know. Like, <laughs> right, I want right. them to know this franchise. So, For sure. You know, this movie will do that, hopefully. And um, let's, I mean, let's talk. Like, you're a filmmaker as well. Yes. What, I mean, what, what, what are the hats you wear? Like, I mean, we, we all know that your wife wears most of them, but <laughs> yeah. um, yes, she, but she I, beyond wearing the pants, she also wears the hats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is all true. Hey, man, I, 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 you know. I know the drill. Mm -hmm. um, so let's talk about your hats. Like you, you do some executive producing. Yes. What else do you work on like, well, beyond? Are you in the Are you in the films that you produce as well? I do. I mean, my passion is is acting. So whatever I want, I'm gonna produce or, or make with my wife, which we made our all our stuff together, um, and um, I want to have a, a role in it because that's that's what excites me the most. And she's directing you. 
She a lot of times. Yeah, she, yeah, she yeah. is actually. She yeah, actually, how is she? Now let's just play this game because yeah. she's in the room and she doesn't yeah. have a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. How uh-huh. does she compare uh-huh. to like a Neil Marshall or a uh, well, JJ Abrams? I'll, I'll tell like, you what, she's harder on me than anybody because she knows me, <laughs> right? And she knows when I'm not giving all that I can give. We're so. talking about the filmmaking here, please. Yeah, oh, well, this that's, is a family well, yeah. podcast. Well, in life and okay, the filmmaking. Here we go. <laughs> and she's got a great eye for performance, uh-huh. so she will get me to where I need to be even if I don't want to hear it Mm -hmm. she knows when I'm not giving what I need to be giving or not that I dial it in but I'm saying like she will keep going until it's it's my best which is great she's a perfectionist she is but but, but in the end that's what we want to be the best but as an actor like you have your opinions about things and you, you, you come to the table with your ideas you come to the table with your thing like yeah how does that work when you're collaborating with that, your that wife? Can be, that can be tough, but I think in the end, you know, if we Who argue wins? about something, yeah. you know, um, we will come to an agreement on, you know, to make it the best it can be. I mean, it's all about it's all about it's all about making it the best it can be. So in the end, uh, you know, I'll win and she'll win. So. It's it's, it's, both did ways. You, did, you, did you say we'll agree to disagree? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so she wins. I get it. No, oh, yeah. anyway, I mean, like happy yes. wife, happy life. I get yeah, it. That's no, true. I, that's I true. I get it. Uh, and plus, at the end of the day, like, hey, buddy, it's a director's medium, and she's yes. the director. Like, I know. Hey, I know. Hey. She has an award-winning short that uh, she stars in, "In the Name of Freedom." You can uh-huh. see the trailer and buy it on Amazon. It's, That's it's up amazing. on Amazon. Now the short is on Amazon. The short is, or it's on uh, iTunes. 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 Shorts on iTunes. Yes. But if you go to YouTube and, and type in uh, In the Name of Freedom in the name trailer. Of freedom trailer, we yes. can find the trailer. You can find the trailer. It's a war film and, sh- and we have the feature Brothers and Enemies which she's going to direct and star in. So you yes. used the short to kind of use it as a proof concept for the feature, or just exactly. kind of be like, hey, there's an audience for this. Exactly. It's done X on iTunes, exactly. it's doing this and that, and um, my yes. husband's not gonna be in it, and it's just gonna be <laughs> me and a bunch of dudes. Well, we also produced, uh, for, the, uh, for your fans, we also produced a pilot called The Haunt about a group of people that um, work at this local haunted house, and it's like, it's like waiting for Guffin meets the office in the haunted house. So world. it's fun. It's it's funny. But yeah. do people die or it's no? There's no, no there's no killing. It's all all about people working at a haunted house. Dude, I think that the boys at Horror Movie Night, which is one of our podcasts, yeah. is very much a, a horror podcast. Yeah, uh, it's exclusively a horror podcast. But yeah. every now and then they put up some weird stuff like soundtrack reviews, and I'm like, well, okay. Uh, I'm just kidding. You guys can do whatever you want with it. But and I love them <laughs> very much. Uh, but I think they would love that idea. But I also love the idea that you guys have this supportive relationship where you can make a drama. Mm-hmm. Where you can, I mean, I'm guessing you guys are made, the, the short and then the feature film made of it. It's a little bit of like an action drama it's, or a it's drama. Drama. Yeah, it's and, action drama. And she's like a lead. She's yeah. like kicking ass. Yeah, it's, it's a female uh, soldier kicking ass. Who do you play? Like a bad guy? I play a soldier. A soldier? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But she's hope, the lead hope, in that. Hope she's, you make it past page 60. main one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do too. We'll, we'll find out which one I'm playing. In and the, you're in, in the, the short future. too. I am in the short. So yeah. in the, the Haunted House one, you guys made that one? You guys have it uh, to pitch? What do you guys... What, we have it to what, pitch. What phase is that? Yeah, we made the pilot to pitch instead of just showing a script. No, you got to make a deck and a sizzle. Yeah. 
Yeah, I know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So so that's where it's at right now. I've been so busy that I haven't put the time into getting it out there as much as I should, but we've been but, kind of but disappointed. I feel it's, a, it's a good <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like it's a great idea. We both star in it and uh-huh. we have some amazing talent in it also. Great actors, funny and um but um, you know, it, it can go so many places, and I love Halloween, and it's based around the, the haunted house world, which I worked in back in Universal oh, yeah. days. You're you know? a re- you're like a you're like a you're like a library of re- like you're full of research for this stuff. Are you kind <laughs> exactly. of jamming on stuff that happened to you back in the I day? I did. There was a lot, several incidents that did happen. That's pretty funny. In high school, you didn't want to be an actor. Oh, I did. You did. Oh, you, yeah. you always wanted to be an actor. I've always wanted to be and an so actor. So this whole thing at Universal Studios... It was just a like, side job. It was a side job, but was, that, but was, that was because where, you were an actor. Exactly. Yeah. It was something where I was like, I went to... This is how it happened. When I was about 16, I went to Universal with some friends and I saw Frankenstein performing. I said, oh my God, I'm going to do that when I turn 16. Were you I'm like, tall. I can do better than that guy? Yeah, 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 exactly. That's exactly. a pretty short Frankenstein <laughs> yeah. you guys got there. Exactly. I'm like, I was as tall as him with his boots on. Yeah. So I was like, I can do that when I turn 16. I was actually 13 at the time. And then I did get the job when I turned 16 and I did do that. So so that, awesome. that was like my job for eight years while I was pursuing acting. But that's what led to this niche of being in character, you know, so it's funny. What's the craziest thing that happened to you? Not to, I mean, unless it's a scene in the movie. Yeah. Don't, don't, no spoilers, Geeks Cave, they'll, they'll both be back. We'll have two microphones this time. They'll both be back to talk about that <laughs> one. Um, but what, uh, like, what, what are some of the stories where you, because I mean, sometimes some of the Geeks Cave are still in high school and sometimes they are working on those menial jobs. Yeah. And Doug's here to tell you that there's hope. You well, can end up like Doug, or you can just end up with a podcast like I did. Um, but yeah. what? What? Um, well, they're yeah. They're all. I'll. I'll, I'll sh- tell a scene straight from the haunt where this happened. Where there was a guy in the maze that beat himself in the face <laughs> and claimed and claimed that one of the characters beat him up, and they caught him on video punching himself, <laughs> and we have that in the hidden camera of the pilot. And we took it a step further where he lit himself on fire for dramatic purposes. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> wait, Doug. In reality, this dude... This did happen. Back in the day, like he started mid-90s, this yes, dude is like yes. in there. And he, was he wanted to do a, a lawsuit camera. or something? Like he wanted to have a he lawsuit? He wanted to have a lawsuit against Universal Studios. <laughs> and they caught him on camera and brought him in and told him that he was caught on camera and showed him and then he, he said, oh, okay, well, I guess I can't, I can't try to just file a lawsuit here. <laughs> the only thing I don't like about that story is it, it happened before YouTube. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine that been on how YouTube. viral that oh freaking gosh, thing would have been? That would have been great, wouldn't it? This freaking dude beating himself up in a maze? Yes. But that's, what, that's why this, this <laughs> pilot was, like I said, there are so many things that I happen that are so hilarious like that. And then, of course, I take it up a notch with the, yeah, I had a yeah. stunt friend light himself. But it's you brilliant. But, um, no, life imitates art and, yes. art and all that yes. stuff. And, and, and I think like, the big thing is that it's like life is stranger than fiction, yeah. I think is what it really comes yeah, down yeah, to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people yeah. are freaking weird. Yeah. And he beat himself up in a maze to claim that you guys yeah. beat him up. That uh, he got hit by one of the characters. Yeah, okay, And his nose is bleeding and, and like now, He you know, did the full number. He, he had this planned, I think. I mean, I think this was like, <laughs> I, like I am going to make some money here. Character punched me in the face. <laughs> And I'm gonna make money. <laughs> you guys are dying. We and, were dying when we heard. How did it. you guys meet? Like, oh, because, me and, uh, I mean, we actually met at Birds in Hollywood, right off of. Uh, I love Franklin. Birds. 
I love birds. You guys were getting out of a Scientology meeting and you walked across the street. (laughs) She was performing at UCB and here you are at birds. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I was actually in an improv troupe, Uh not UCB, but. um, It's right next to the UCB theater. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, Not Scientologists, but but we met there and, um, you know, it's been. it was love at first sight. I'm guessing you had to work a little bit. Yeah, I mean, she she was she's a hottie. So From her laugh, I'm guessing you were like, "Hey," and she's like, "No," and you're like, no, "Wait, actually, hold on." Actually, come no, back. it wasn't. She was giving me the eyes, and then I I fall. For real. I like dumped my friends, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm not letting this one go." For real. <laughs> okay, geeks gave us. She's nodding off camera. All right. Hey, what hey, did, look what her did, up and you'll see why I'm, I was so excited about her. Geekscape, as, as I said on the last <laughs> podcast, real talk first, geek talk second. That is what we do here. If you, if you want a bunch of trivia of what I thought of the Avengers, you're not going to get it. All right? <laughs> you're not going to get it. I, I want to talk to yes, people. Yes. Um, that's an incredible story. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, pretty cool. And, um, and I mean, let's let's figure out how to make this freaking movie. Like, let's figure, You guys got two movies here. Let's, let's figure out how to make them. I know, like, I know. I mean, again, like, what are you pulling from the work as an actor that, that you're, I mean, this it sounds like you're an actor. Yes. Um, but I think every actor has to take pen to script like everybody's got to take pen to paper and I just agree. make something like absolutely and so you guys are also writing like you're also putting this she, stuff together. she's writing all the time and producing all the time and like every day that's what she does i've been traveling working a lot which mm-hmm. has been great yeah we need you to not do that anymore i know we need <laughs> you to just i know but i'm i'm making some money so I know. that you know now but but uh like i don't enjoy writing that much but i find that when i'm passionate about doing it is is in my head knowing that it's going to be a role that i'm going to be able mm-hmm. to do you know well how do you guys balance it because as you said you are moving a lot uh, yeah. around a lot and uh, these movies are big so they're not just shooting them in la no, exactly. they're shooting That's all over the, the place and so yeah. you're away you guys have three kids yeah, we do and they're i'm guessing they're young because you guys they're are young. young yeah they're young so like how does yeah, that work well that that's when a lot of stuff's on her shoulder so uh that's the tough thing but but that's why that's why you know like being a writer and producer a lot of that stuff you can do on the phone at home you right. know so she's able to balance that with, well, I mean you know but are you ready to take on that mantle when her career goes freaking stratospheric Well it's going to Right. It's going to. Just, so you'd be ready, all right? I'm gonna have to be, right? You'd be able to like be like, Oh yeah, Neil, I know there's a sequel, but like you really didn't want to kill me off in oh, that first movie. Yeah. I don't know, man, that I head can't. was so heavy and now I, I gotta know. drive the kids. I, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> My wife's doing uh, brothers and enemies right now, so <laughs> no, I know. It's 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 one of those things where when it does, it's we're gonna have to figure that out, you know. Hopefully the kids uh be a little older by that point, or not? Well, let's go, Geekscape. Know. A champagne problem. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know, exactly, it's like right? let's figure this out. It let's is. get this thing going. I mean, that is. I mean, uh, our industry is unique in that way. That it's yeah. just like I, uh, you have to just have a multiple plate spin going on at any time. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you guys are there for each other, so you don't singularly go insane. Yeah. Because no. this kind of thing can drive any single yeah. person insane. Yeah. Two people going crazy together is a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, what's like your, like, I mean, you've played so many icons, right? Yeah. Is there one that you're just sitting there as a kid or maybe now that you're just sitting there being like, I want to work with, 
boom, director, da 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 God, there's several <laughs> Which of those. Which is crazy, because you've checked a lot off. I know, there's, there's, there's several of those. And you know, now I just work with James Wan, he was on my list of people. You know, Spielberg, like we said, Clint Eastwood is one. You know, Scorsese, you know, I want to work with these big time guys. They're getting older too, so mm -hmm. you know. Um, there's, there's so much that I want to do, you know. I, I mean, I just starred in a movie opposite Richard Grieco, Booker, as yeah. myself, yeah. as a SWAT guy. No, so no, yeah. No, so I, I'm doing yeah. a lot of stuff out of makeup too. It just hasn't been at the level of Hellboy yet. But, you know, that is my goal to eventually be a lead um, in a big movie out yeah. of makeup too. You yeah, know? What do you think it takes? Because, uh, like, I'm sitting here. Yeah. I, I remember going through the whole... Here's a little behind the scenes Geekscape is when I went through the whole directing program over at Warner Brothers and there's all these TV shows um, the big thing right now and I was just telling this to somebody else who wants to get into directing television is like um, I was told by so many showrunners hey we're, we're, we're looking to hire mainly women which means that if they're going to be bringing on new directors, they're going to be yeah. bringing on women, which I totally understand. I'm 100% behind it. As a Hispanic myself, I'm sitting there going, uh, can you guys hire a Hispanic or so? <laughs> but I understand that the, that the industry right now is really pushing diversity for women. And yeah. I definitely get that. And, uh, and in talking to you now, Doug, as like a lead, uh, wanting to be a lead as a Caucasian man, when somebody like Jordan Peele, who made us and, and yeah. us is pretty great, yeah. um, when he comes out that weekend and mm. says, I'm not interested, and, and look up the quote, Geekscape, because yeah. I have a fear of paraphrasing, yeah. but when he comes out and says, I am not going to use white male leads, yeah. because we've seen a lot of that, and yeah. yes, we have, how does that make you feel? Because I remember hearing from showrunners multiple times over that they're only hiring females for their upcoming seasons yeah. and being like, wait a minute, I just busted my ass to get here. Everybody's saying minority, but not your minority. Yeah. And then to have somebody like Jordan Peele, who's incredible yeah. at the top of his game, yeah. say, hey, I'm really interested in only using non-white males. Yeah. You, you know, what does that I, do to I, your dream? I, like, I, I get it and I understand it. And that's what it takes for it's the people in power that have to make the change you know obviously you know it's the white uh producer and executive is writing shows and hiring people based off what he knows and sees and it takes someone like jordan to say hey in my world i want to see you know black leads and the, which is which is great you know um and and as far as the women go you know my wife has been working on getting in that program too and there is more opportunities specifically the warner brothers one and so that no not yeah. warner brothers yeah. different um, yeah but uh the but director all, programs but, so they're but great because programs. of the yeah exactly they're but, really good programs yeah absolutely but because of the fact that there's so little um women in tv and it's usually men but things mm -hmm. are changing you know so that's the reason for that but as far as hearing those things you know like i feel like there's so much opportunity out there that you know um, I'm welcome to the change, you know, like I'm not I don't see it as something where I have to worry You know, I feel like if I just keep doing what I'm doing become the best I can be My time will come and I will get the opportunities and ultimately like what are you gonna do about it? Exactly. You know, like, I can't like, worry about it. I am working a lot I'm very fortunate to be doing what I'm doing, you know, and 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 I've worked hard to get to this point I mean, I'm 20 over 25 years doing this and I struggled for Probably fifteen of those years. In the in the know? circles that you're keeping at this point, yeah, like they might 
you know, these, these you're you're keeping in your name is out in there. good circles. You know, yeah. and those opportunities will come out, and you guys are doing the right thing, I believe, and making your own content when you're not making others' content. Exactly. Yeah. And something with like Geekscape is, you know, that we we launched that shirt this past summer with with uh, at the Geekscape booth, like don't hate create, and ultimately like you have your own agency and you have to believe in that yeah. agency enough to just make something for yourself because yes. as I tell people all the time, this is an industry that's existed over a hundred years without you and yes. they'll exist for hundreds more with, without you Absolutely. and they, they really don't need you. You got to come busting the doors you now do. with your own stuff. Yeah. You and know? you learned, you learn so much when you're doing it yourself on so many different departments mm -hmm. and also it's, I know so much and we know so many great crew people and actors that it's so great to get to bring your people in and, and give them work and collaborate. It's just such a great experience, even though it's so damn hard and it takes so much. <laughs> in the end, it's like one of the most rewarding experiences people don't, to do. I don't you know? think that people understand that where they're like, well, you're not laying brick. You're, uh, dude, you're doing yeah. make-believe. It's a lot easier than laying brick. And I'm though. sitting here, <laughs> they, they don't they're know. like, you're, you ain't laying brick. And I'm, I just remember when I first went out here working that lumber yard. And like, you're not laying brick. And it's like, yeah, but by the time you lay your head down after a oh day, your level of decision fatigue is so fried that it's hard to put two thoughts together. You can't, you're wearing so many hats. It's so mentally exhausting because you are, you know, if, you, if you're on a movie and there's money involved and you have all your departments, there's still a lot of stress and stuff to that because you gotta be on the ball. But when you're doing your own, you have to do so much because you don't have the money to hire this person sure. or that person. So it's not only do you have to focus on your the show or film you're shooting but all the other things that it is beyond draining absolutely we just did the uh keyscapes you remember you guys helped fund it the the chasing fletcher allen our independent pilot and nice multiple hats but um and we thank you guys for that but uh <laughs> there were definitely fights that just came out of playing the hot potato game of, oh, I don't have the capacity to do this right now, you do it. Yeah. It's like, I don't have the capacity to do it, you do it, and like things just kind of bounce back and forth until ultimately you both realize, or everybody realizes, this has to get done. Yes. There's nobody yeah. else. That's gonna do it. And, and you're so exhausted, but you realize, I, we just gotta get it done, because it's gotta happen, right? Yeah, I mean, because movies come out, TV shows come out rarely, I think the perception could be that this is an industry that runs like a Ford, a Ford assembly line. Yeah, It doesn't run like a Ford assembly no. line. It wants to run like a Ford assembly yeah. line. Yeah, you yeah. want it to run like a Ford assembly line, but you are making unique pieces of art every time something falls off yeah. that assembly line. Yeah. And that means that you need unique decisions and, and, and resources going into these things. The Absolutely. materials going in are always different. You got a Doug Tate over here. Yeah. You've got different actors and, and everybody in their talents and you're trying to make something that's never come off that assembly line yeah. before, yet it still has to come off the assembly line at the same speed. Yeah. Or it's old news. Yeah. And also you're dealing with conflicts that arise that you weren't accounting for, which is gonna throw a brick into your assembly line. But you do yeah. know, I mean, you learn something every time and now, on your next project, your wife can be like, here's this 50 pound head that you're gonna have to wear. <laughs> there you go. She, she has a project called Black Mesa where she's like, you're playing the creature in this. Oh. So you know. <laughs> I think, I, I mean, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not your relationship uh, yeah. advice person, but maybe the compromise is 
wear the 50 pound head and be the creature in this and you can also play the scientist who's killed by the creature and then you'd be in the well, scene with yourself thing. like like you get some face time yes. but you also get the prosthetic monster exactly. time i think exactly. that's the compromise nobody's here. gonna know that i was the creature so it'll work right i think i mean <laughs> yes. just saying i'm not a therapist but Absolutely. maybe that's the deal here that's the deal i can give you know because you, <laughs> you can't afford me for the creature so you're gonna have to oh, give me something else listen to this guy over here listen to him this is gonna be this you know what you guys you don't live next door this is a long drive back you guys are gonna have a conversation Trouble. on the way back <laughs> you're paying for yes. lunch I, I think I we am. just yeah. who's paying for I think I am. I think I am. Yeah. Um, okay, so Doug. Yes. We we want to see you back on Geeks Game. We want to hear about this stuff. I mean, hell, I would just sit and talk basketball with you. I mean, that'd yeah. be fun. Um, but like, I think ultimately Geekscape is what we want to do right now is we want to take that calendar and circle this weekend and find some time to go see Hellboy. April twelfth. April freaking. 12th like, yes. that's insane I know. these movies are coming at such a frequency like literally shazam and just all came three, out. june 28th you just shot that freaking thing and I, it's already coming out june 28th re- reshoots i know but dude yeah. like that's insane i know that's just <laughs> insane i know but like you you're in that freaking thing and they're the free again the assembly line yeah you know we just had shazam come out before that, everybody was talking Dumbo and Captain Marvel and yes. us and all this stuff. Yes. And now we have Hellboy. I'm honestly super stoked for this. This is yes. the one that this is the one that has me the most excited. And I know that we have Good. Avengers Endgame. But we've, I mean, listen, I'm super stoked for Avengers Endgame, Geekscape. So I'm not going to downplay Avengers Endgame. Everybody's super stoked about that. But at the end of the day, we've seen a, a few Avengers movies and I am expecting to be surprised and amazed and totally blown away by it. I want to see what Hellboy's got. That's the one I'm Good. not... I'm, I think it's going to be awesome. That's yeah. the one where it's like, okay, I don't know what to expect on this one. Yeah, It's got some new flavors on a familiar theme. Yeah, I'm s- super stoked to see you in this movie this weekend, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate that. I hope everyone else feels your... Same passion towards it. They better or I'll freaking quit this yeah, podcast man. right Dude, freaking I will now. Too. I will take Let's away. Go. I will take Let's away. I will take away your free content. You got that. <laughs> <laughs> Say goodbye to my voice if you do not go see. If you do not see Hellboy this weekend, if you do not see box yes. office returns from every single one of your IP addresses, and I know your IP addresses because you can download my podcast. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Geeks gave this. I'm not getting. <laughs> Freaking, freaking WikiLeaks. <laughs> Kings gave us, I'm just saying, go support the movie. Movie, You know, you ask for new franchises, this is one that we're bringing back, and it's one that deserves to stay. So let's get some sequels up on this baby, and let's get the money so that we can freaking get Doug working. Let's give him some FaceTime. Then let's get his wife's movies made so we can just keep going. I think that's what we need to take from this Geekscape episode. All right, where can they follow you online, Doug? They can follow me on my Instagram, actor Douglas Tate, uh, Facebook, Douglas Tate, um, Twitter, Douglas Tate, all Douglas Tate. All Douglas Tate. Let's get to the real business. Where can they follow your wife? Follow my wife, Isabel Cueva, C-U-E-V-A, talented Latina filmmaker, actress on Instagram. Triple threat. Twitter, Facebook. Instagram. That is Instagram is a big one. Instagram's I think the Isabel the Cueva. Yeah. If you just see Isabel Cueva, no. fake. No, it's the <laughs> Isabel Cueva. The only one, Isabel Cueva. Wait, you didn't you just 
you, oh, you did Annabelle. I was like, <laughs> now you did a movie called Annabelle. We got to do a movie called Isabel. That it, that horror that movie Isabel be, is going to be you guys oh arguing in the, in, the, in the car yes. on the way home. Yes, <laughs> that's a that's a movie in itself, right? <laughs> hey, is man. that a horror movie or what is it? <laughs> careful, careful, pal. I don't, I don't think I want to be around when you find out. <laughs> so, uh, Geekscape is uh, Douglas Tate. Go Google it. Find them on all the different socials. Support the T-A-I-T, guy. by the way. T-A-I-T. And then, yeah. obviously, Isabel Cueva has been super nice to be off camera sitting here <laughs> smiling and laughing along with us. Um, Geekscape, is, you can find us at Geekscape. Just look for geekscape.net. We've got a new website coming. I hope to launch it around Comic-Con. I think we're going to launch it before Comic-Con. But we'll be at uh, San Diego Comic-Con this summer um, doing the, all this booth stuff. We're gonna, I'm going to try and get you guys some new merch. Uh, we'll invite friends to come and sign and shake your hands and be guests. Obviously, the, I'll extend that invitation to Doug. If I you guys, I'll stop by. If, if you guys there, have like yeah. a like a Kickstarter or anything for a new part, like project, or if you guys have anything you want to promote, come drop some freaking cool. postcards off of the freaking things. Nice. Maybe throw your trailer up on our TV. Whatever you want, I don't care. That's why I built Geekscape. I didn't build Geekscape for me. I built it for everybody. Yeah, this is us, and let's nice. freaking let's let's roll this rock up the hill before it rolls over on us. Yeah. Um, Geekscape is we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Search for Geekscape. Come join our little group on Facebook, Geekscape Forever. We've got some really cool conversations going on. And obviously, it's geekscape.net. We're a network. We have all these other podcasts. So go on the website and start subscribing to all this different stuff. Uh, leave us reviews on your different podcatchers. Hit that little share button you've got going on right there and just text it to a friend and be like, I just heard the coolest podcast. Before we see Hellboy, you got to listen to this. It's got one of the actors from it, and it's a lot of fun. And, um, and just tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, tell them to subscribe. It really helps us out. And I really love doing this. And I didn't mean what you said, what I, what I said about quitting. Geekscape forever. Over and out. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.